Welcome to RIS SME Next first interview session with me, Prifa and Pear. In this IGTV series, we'll be interviewing multiple females that are part of the scientific field who have experienced discrimination. They will be telling their stories along with advice for the future generation. Starting our first episode with a special guest, a science teacher at RIS and our RIS SWE Next Club advisor. Please welcome Ms. Sabrina Bailey. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Sabrina. Thank you for joining us here today. Let's start off by introducing a little bit about who you are. Okay, so um, I guess I'll officially introduce myself. Uh, my name is uh, Sabrina Bangun. A lot of people have trouble actually pronouncing my name because it's not spelled the way it's actually supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> um, uh, I am a high school science teacher and I am currently teaching at Romridi International School or RIS here in Bangkok, Thailand. Um, I'm Thai, and once again, I guess, okay, for those of you who are Thai listeners, you can gather that from my last name, okay, um, but I was actually, um, tell you a little bit about my background, I was born in the States, um, and English is actually my first language, I did not actually read, learn how to read, speak, and write Thai, I guess, until I was maybe about seven or eight, so I'm kind of the opposite of a lot of, of what other people go through, so English is my first language, Thai is my second language. So the first question is, have you ever thought that you'd become a teacher at RS? Um, no, actually, okay, I, I never thought I would come back and teach at my alma mater. So I, I graduated from RIS back in 1995, which is ages ago. Um, mm-hmm. And okay, uh, did not actually go into teaching directly. I was doing a, a lot of other things because I didn't realize I wanted to teach. Um, and at the time, uh, I, I was actually in the States with my husband and we had just had our son. He was about, I want to say maybe six months old. Um, and my husband mm-hmm. and I were kind of, okay, at the borderline of deciding whether were we going to continue living in the States because we were there for almost 10 years or were we going to move back to Thailand? Um, we had come back for an extended visit and actually my husband was the one who was interviewing for jobs, but I had brought back my portfolio and I thought I would... Uh, also just reach out to a few schools and uh, to be honest RAS was not the first place I had thought of <laughs> okay I was teaching I was teaching in the states at the time um, but uh, yeah but when we came back to Thailand um, yeah, I, I interviewed at a, a couple of other schools and and uh, one of the schools had mentioned you know saying you know why don't you contact the high school principal at the time at RAS at the high school and you know they might be looking for a science teacher and I was like wow how come I didn't think of my own high school okay um, <laughs> And once again, like I said, there you go. It shows I didn't, I didn't expect to come back to my own school. So I, I reached out to uh, the high school principal at the time, and he called me in for an interview. Um, and it was very informal, and I didn't think that he was interested. Um, and about three weeks later, when my husband and I and my, and my son were about ready to, to, to go back to the States to, to kind of you know, wrap things up and decide, okay, what are we going to do, I get a phone call from the high school principal at the time saying, okay, we're interested, we wanna hire you. So, okay, that's how I ended up at RIS and that was about 12, almost 13 years ago. Wow. <laughs> so when and why did you start to become interested in science? Um, well, I think there's a lot of instances, okay, that I, I was probably curious about things around me or maybe just wanting to know, you know, why did this happen or what caused this? Or for example, you know, like, you know, when I fall down, if I scrape my knee, you know, and I start bleeding, why does my, you know, body know when to stop bleeding kind of things like that. But I think, I think the instance, I think that the, the, the opportunity that came along that really made me become interested in science was 
was when I was in AP Biology in high school. Um, and I think I was in grade 12 when I took AP Biology. I could be wrong. can't remember. It's been a while. Um, but but this, is, this is one of the, okay, the, the lab experiments we did that just really stuck with me. So we, we got to dissect a baby pig. Um, because, well, pigs, okay, the, the organs in pigs are probably the closest to human beings. And so, okay, if you, mm -hmm. if, if you take okay, AP Biology, there's a good opportunity that you'll get to dissect, you know, a, 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 pig heart, a pig's heart or whatever. But, okay, when, I, when we were okay, students back then, we dissected a baby pig. And um, my friends and I, there were three of us in the group, uh, we, we got the smallest baby pig. And so, you know, we, you know, we had gloves on or goggles on and everything, and scalpels, and we were, you know, cutting the, the little guy open and all. And our, our little guy had gas in his stomach, basically. And so, <laughs> and this is the thing that really stuck. So, so we, you know, not knowing better when we cut, you know, a little hole and then the next thing that happens is this disgusting odor comes out, this gross <laughs> smell, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was just, it was, it was disgusting, but so cool at the same time. And I think at that point, that's when I was kind of like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I was like, thinking to myself that, okay, I, you know, I, I'm really interested in this. And so it kind of, you know maybe, I don't know, I just feel like I, I want to pursue something in this area of science or something that just kind of, you know, makes me understand, like, why did that happen? You know, even this guy's not alive anymore, things like that and all, so. Mm -hmm. wow, that's so cool. So the <laughs> next question is, uh, what major did you apply in university and, like, what um, some experience did you get? Okay, um, well, I, I actually um, was initially interested in medicine, um, or veterinary science for that matter, which is why I was taking, you know, like AP biology and, and I think I did AP chemistry at the time as well. Um, but th there's a big difference, I mean, compared to, to now when for you as students going, you know, if, if you're staying in Thailand and going to university and for me 20 some years ago. So um, I wasn't going to travel outside of Thailand. Okay. Um, my options were just to stay in Thailand. I'm the youngest of three. And so I guess that was part of it as well. My, my parents, especially my mom, she, she, she didn't want me to travel far from home. So, okay. I had to stay in the country. <laughs> um, I, uh, at the time, and once again, this is like probably about 25, 26 years ago, applying to university, there weren't a lot of options as an international student. There were, there were no international programs at the time, to be honest. I think it was the year after I graduated that Temasat actually had their first international program in engineering. And, okay, um, and me, once again, being the fact that, you know, Thai is not my strongest, English is my first language, wanting to go into something science-related, but not wanting to go into other fields. And the only university at the time that actually had initial programs was Assumption University, decided to do something completely different from what my older brother and sister did because they they went to ABAC is is I tried taking the Thai entrance exam and once again this is 20 some years ago so back then it was literally you take the entrance exam um and you have you you put down your top four choices for universities and for for you know your faculties and if your overall scores on all the tests you took were high enough then you would place in the university of your choice but if your scores overall were not high enough, then too bad, you know, take another exam, find another alternative and everything like that. So, um, and yeah, and I wanted to go into medicine. And once again, the fact that I wasn't allowed to go outside of the, the, the you know, the country and even outside of Bangkok, like once again, so okay, I, I was kind of stuck with, I have to choose something within Bangkok. So I was choosing all of these medical programs that were, you know, 
for Thai students who were very competitive and, and I had very low okay chances of actually getting in. So, I, I mean, I chose places like Ramatibidi and Jhulalongkorn Medical University and all that. Um, but uh-huh. the, my top three choices were medicine. The fourth choice, I decided not to choose something that was medicine. I actually decided to choose chemical and physical oceanography. Um, and it was, it was for Jhulalongkorn University. Um, and the, for, from all the exams I had to take, my, I think my math score and my English scores were the two, were the highest ones. Those were the scores that helped me actually place high enough to get into that okay, program, into physical and chemical oceanography. Um, and okay, and the fact that I mean it, it wasn't medicine, but I think the fact that it was uh, a program in Jhulalongkorn University, and that's where my my father graduated from, because he's he's a retired doctor as well. He's a surgeon. Um, I was happy, so I decided to take to to go into that. Okay, and thinking okay, maybe I'll try you know with you know taking the exam again to try to get into medical school. But I think and to answer your second question about like what are some of my experiences or what are some of the things I learned. I think going through that four-year program, I, I realized one of the things I realized is I don't think medicine was what I was fit for. So um, I, I did try. Actually, I did try to the, to get into the medical program again. Okay, and I didn't make it, which okay, I was actually happy with. Um, my dad was happy with as well because <laughs> he's like, okay, going into medicine is is a big commitment. Okay. Um, other things I realized. Uh, well, funny. I, I really love biology. Okay, in high school, but university, I really loved, I learned to hate biology. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so I, I, I actually, I, I, I found the sciences that I was more passionate for. Let's put it that way. So, but yeah, I, I found out that biology was not my forte. Um, and I think the biggest thing is because biology, there's, there's so much memorization that has to take place that that just really, I, I just, I didn't enjoy that. Okay. Um, but then I found physics very intriguing. I was, I was very, very into chemistry. Um, I had to, I had to do a lot of chemistry. <laughs> I had to do like three years of organic chemistry and everything. And I think that's, that's kind of where it, maybe it started my interest in going into chemistry. And now, you know, I have a passion for teaching chemistry now. Um, let me see other, other experiences. Uh, Studying in Thai is not easy. That's another thing. That's probably the big thing. Because I, like I told you, I went into uh, taking the entrance exam. There were no international programs. So I was going from being a student in an international school to studying mm-hmm. science, uh, mostly in Thai. And studying, studying science in Thai is really, really challenging. And so that was, that was a big transition um, point for me, especially my first year, and just realizing how, how difficult it is to study something you want to study, but in a completely different language that you're not comfortable with. So, so like, based on, like, your experience or what you know, what do you think is, like, woman discrimination? And do you think it's a big issue in today's world, especially, like, in the science field? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, women's discrimination. I guess personally for me, I feel like it, it's 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 others viewing women, and it doesn't necessarily mean men viewing women. It's it, a lot of times it's our own gender, women themselves viewing other women, okay, or themselves, okay, or and once again, not to just be biased about male female because there's a lot of different other genders here. But I think it's the view of like. Thinking that women are incompetent in some ways, or not as capable, or maybe not as educated in certain areas, and so thinking that, you know, if you compare a woman to someone else, then they can't. Okay, which is which is not true. Okay, and 
and to me, I think that is a big issue. Okay, um, there's been a lot. Okay, I mean, we can go back and, and start to see how you know it hasn't started just today, but it started a long time ago with how people, or how it, it's been brought up that okay, it that's not true that men and women aren't equal okay, to one another. Um, mm-hmm. And and regardless of you know of whatever gender you are, okay, there, there is no true distinction okay okay regardless of what gender you are anyone is capable of achieving anything if you really you know put your mind to it okay if you really try yeah mm-hmm. so like woman discrimination like has happened a long time and it's still happening mm-hmm. like have you or someone you know experienced woman discrimination first uh yeah definitely okay I, I think i've had a couple instances but one okay i think there was one really simple example that i think really stuck with me um and this is my own experience um this is when i was living in the states um and well you know living in the states you mo- most of the time people live in apartments and everything um and i think mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember how far back this was but i just i just remember involved in a vacuum cleaner let's put it that way so um, I, I was I was I was home in my apartment. My husband was at university studying, working. I think it was my day off. Maybe it was the summer. I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure it was when I was already teaching, um, and I was cleaning the apartment. Mm-hmm. And the, the a lot of the things that we had uh, gotten in the states were hand me downs. And one of the things was our vacuum cleaner. So it was a second hand. Um, it ended up breaking down. And so I wasn't really sure what was wrong with it. So I had gone to um, our, our next door neighbor who actually happened to be a woman as well. Um, and I just asked her, you know, mm-hmm. have you ever had this happen with your vacuum cleaner? Okay, and you know, you know do you remember? And, and, and what could possibly be wrong with it and everything? Um, and so we had a short conversation and then I, you know, I, I, I said, well, I made a comment. I think I said something along the lines of, you know, uh, maybe I'll try fixing it. And then my neighbor's response, and once again, this is a, a female neighbor, her response was, really? And so it was kind of like, okay, what was that supposed to mean? And, and then she further stated something along the lines of like, um, you know, why don't you just wait until your husband comes home and he can fix it for you? And so uh-huh. uh, I, I kind of felt like, why, why, what's wrong with me trying to fix it and everything? So, um, but yeah, I, I felt like I, I felt discriminated. Okay, just just for the fact that okay, is it because I'm a female? Okay, that I you, you're viewing me as not being able to actually okay, fix the vacuum cleaner and all. So, like, um, talking about like living in the states, like, do you think compared to like different countries like for example in Thailand or back there like do you think that discrimination is like different and how people view discrimination and like what did you do like in Thailand compared to like um back there where like how did you react I think in Thailand uh discrimination in Thailand I think a lot of times I think it's more general I want to say I sometimes feel like in in Thailand that the feeling I tend to get sometimes with the discrimination with regards to women is the view that like the woman's place is for example maybe in the kitchen or your job is mm-hmm. to you know raise the children um make sure the children have clean clothes to wear so on and so forth okay but okay you know who's the breadwinner whose job is it to go out and you know do the work and earn the money and bring you know money home and and stuff like that that's the man's job kind of like that so i mean if we're talking about discrimination in thailand then to me that's 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 how i feel sometimes that i that's the feeling i get sometimes um is when i have a conversation Mm -hmm. with some people and sometimes that that, that's a very passive like they, they may not actually say it out loud but that sometimes that's kind of the message that they're sending is that you're the woman, 
once again, therefore, shouldn't your job be raising your children, take care of the things that the woman normally does, whereas your husband should be the one who's doing the manly stuff, things like that there. So mostly like stereotypes. Yeah, kind of stereotypes, okay. And, 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 and once again, I think, I mean, it's, it's different everywhere, but I think that there's a lot of, you know, where are those stereotypes coming from? It, it could be a lot of things like coming from like how maybe we were raised or how other people were raised and those pe messages that were passed along making us think that certain things have to be a certain way. So what do you think causes or leads to women's discrimination? Um, well, like we were just saying, it's definitely stereotypes. Okay, the fact that, you know, some time ago, okay, someone decided to label and say, for example, like cleaning the dishes should be a woman's job and I don't know, cutting the grass or whatever should be a guy's job and all of that. Um, I think it's own personal bias as well. Everybody okay, has a bi has bias, even though some people might okay, think that they don't, but everybody has some type of bias. Um, I think it's also education. Okay, and I don't want to necessarily say lack of education, but I think it's just lack in the fact of maybe just not realizing that, you know, whatever is out there, um, a lot of times it's it's not only for, you know, a certain age range or a certain gender. It's, it's, it's an opportunity that's open to, to everybody. And so, okay, just the, the lack of being open-minded about, you know, how everybody is capable of doing things and that it doesn't have to be just one, one particular, once again, age range or gender or, okay, per, you know, ethnicity or whatever that can do stuff. Like woman discrimination, like, do you think, what do you think, like, future generations can do about this issue? Because it's not like it's going to be gone, like, in the next few years, right? Right, that's a good question. Um, I guess uh, I, I would start with, Kay, the, 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 the point that I was just, just saying is, is just with the open-mindedness. And that, that's really hard because that's a personal thing. But I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with, you know, just educating everyone. Um, and getting people to have a more, okay, growth mindset or open mind about, okay, having viewpoints that might be different from other people, but being willing to, con you know, take into consideration that there, there, there might be a difference with the way you think, with, okay, with, with what someone else thinks, um, and just, okay, being willing to, 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 to go beyond what our frame of mind is, okay, and once again, just going back to some, like, the basic, okay, examples like thinking oh like you know the dishes should be a woman's job which is not true correct okay anybody can do that and then that's that's for example that's that's something that you know is a big thing at my house so on a daily basis one of the things that I'm doing is is always you know going after my son and daughter and saying hey you know okay cleaning the dishes you have to help out and so for them they've grown up knowing that it's not oh you know, you're, you're the sister, therefore you do the things in the kitchen and I'm the brother, I don't have to do this kind of deal, okay? Um, or, or for example, like the, the, the like I said, the, what I experienced, like not being able to, okay, um, fix something, which might seem like it's a man's job to do, okay, but actually realizing that, you know, anybody can do that, okay? And for that matter, like with the vacuum cleaner example, I actually fixed it, okay? I, I took it back after I had that conversation with my neighbor and I took it apart and I figured out what was wrong and I, I fixed it. I put it back together and it was working again. So, okay. okay it doesn't mean it's a guy's job. <laughs> yeah. So our last question is, do you have any like recommendation or tip, tips or tricks 
for students listening who want to pursue a career in scientific field? Well, I think one of the biggest things is students having a misconception about science being beautiful, okay, um, or always giving results that are perfect or look nice. And 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 uh-huh. you guys are okay. I, I can kind of see you guys okay thinking the same, right? Because I I see that uh, on a daily basis when the school year is in session, and, and a lot of students will think, "Oh no, I failed. Okay, I didn't get the results. Okay, or you know they're they're doing their IAs for you know IB or whatever, and I, you know this doesn't turn out the way I expected. Uh, okay, this is bad and all that. Science is not pretty. Science is not perfect. Okay, science is okay messy. Um, but that's what science is. I mean, science is constantly trying to test things over and over again and find the results and to, you know, find the answers to things. So it, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I would k- k- tell, tell students who want to pursue, you know, a career in the scientific field is don't immediately think that, you know, you're going to k- get results that are beautiful, okay? And just because you don't the first time, it doesn't mean give up, don't try again. It means keep going for it. So perseverance is a really big thing is you have to keep putting in the effort. Um, the other thing is, is and it go, kind of goes along with my, my, my first point, is, is just what you see on TV or what you watch in the movies a lot of times isn't necessarily what science you know, looks like in the end. So, for example, like, um, there are a lot of TV series that involve like criminal investigation, right? So finding the bad guy, who murdered, okay, you know, why did this victim die and everything. And on TV, I mean, it looks so cool. I mean, you see them, you know, they've got the gloves on and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at bones or they're, you know, looking at evidence and it seems all exciting. And in one episode, you're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. But then, I mean, if you actually, you know, were to go and do all that, for example, like forensics work and, and all that, it's actually very tedious, very, you know, just like you know, it's, it's a repeat. It's very slow. I mean, unlike what you see in, you know, in movies or TV series, it's not necessarily within, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. You've identified the bad guy. It can take a really long time. (laughs) So I think that's another thing is, is any student, any student who's thinking about a science career is once again, science isn't beautiful, always beautiful. It's messy. The other thing is, is patience is don't always think that you're going to get results or you're going to, you know, achieve something or find out something new immediately. It might take a while, but I mean, if you're truly passionate about wanting to find the answer or just wanting to prove something or to test something, then it's going to take time. Like, do you have tips for like, um, future scientists that like is woman and like, if they deal with discrimination, like, how about tips in that side? Okay, how to kind of, like, deal with discrimination in science? Dis- yeah. Um, well, Kim, I, I, I think, unfortunately, like, okay, like, like we, we, we uh, were saying earlier, I mean, discrimination is going to exist regardless. And it's whether it's, you know, gender discrimination or, you know, ethnicity discrimination, whatever type of discrimination, I think a student who wants to go into a science field and once again, regardless of what the discrimination is, I think they have to, I think they just have to, 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 to realize that, you know, if, if they get discriminated or if someone puts them down for whatever reason, that to not give up, okay, that everybody runs into this, some, some type of okay, form of discrimination, okay, every single day. Um, and mm-hmm. don't let that, you know, one incident or something that someone says or, or does, you know, really just make you decide to give up science and it just it, it think of it as a way of you know motivating you and and and, and showing the other person or, or whoever might have thought you couldn't do it that I can do this 
Okay. Or, you know, if you think that, okay, I'm not going to get the results or if you think that I'm not capable of it, I can. Okay. So don't, you know, just don't give up. So we're done for today. Thank you so much for your amazing stories and advices. Well, thank you for having me as your first K guest. I'm very honored and I was very excited. This was a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. And I look forward to hearing future podcasts. So hope those who are listening will have been inspired and thrive to become who you want to be. And thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>